Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Don't pretend like I'm the only one who watched the Tiger King documentary. We all did. It was a guilty pleasure. Stop lying to yourself. It was a train wreck. It's done. It's over with. Whatever. We have nothing else to do. We're all stuck at home. So, whatever. But welcome to the second episode of the Grit Fitness and Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Sanchez. And kind of like I said, we're still in quarantine. We're all still stuck in the house um, with not a lot to do. So, you know, unless you're working from home, that probably means a few things. It means... Um, you know, your, your Netflix consumption has gone up, your screen time as far as your phone and devices has probably gone up, which means social media consumption has probably gone up as well. And one of the things that you may come across, um, during this quarantine on your social media feeds, if you're looking for perhaps inspiration or motivation to get you going for workouts, cause you don't have a lot of equipment are all of these influencers, that you're gonna see on Instagram and Facebook or wherever else that you'll see them. And the question that I want to ask and then hopefully answer as unbiasedly as possible is should you let these influencers actually influence your decisions and your behaviors? Um, Because one of the things you'll notice about these social media influencers and these people who have hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions of followers is they have a far reach so they're they're able to impact all sorts of people and you know I'm in the industry and I have a background so I I I kind of know when I see BS and when I see something of quality, but unfortunately, a lot of people out there who are not in this industry can't really tell the difference. And, you know, there are definitely some influencers influencers out there who um, put out quality stuff and they have a good background and a good um, education and what the content they're putting out is really of quality. But unfortunately, there's a big chunk of influencers who are putting out crap and people just don't know the difference. So I'm going to give you my two cents on the topic and what I think of these influencers and if you should actually be following their stuff um, or if you should time, you know, turn a uh, turn the other cheek and ignore what a lot of these social media influencers are putting out. And uh, I, I think the reason why a lot of these people get uh, so many followers is first and foremost, especially in the health and fitness um, realm of things is that these people look amazing. They they are all, you know, half naked in all their photos, of course, because sex sells. They have six packs and they have bulging biceps and pecs and, you know, their butts look amazing and their legs look amazing. And they look how most people envision themselves looking after putting in the hard work of, you know, fixing their diet and actually going on a dedicated workout regimen but I think the thing that a lot of people don't realize about these influencers is that looking amazing uh, often does not equate to knowledge Um, some of these influencers don't know their ass from their elbows and the fact that they look amazing um, that's kind of like their cover for you know getting people to buy into what they're saying but just because you have a six-pack doesn't mean jack shit. You could be the dumbest person on the planet and you could look amazing 
but to the average nine to fiver who's just looking for um you know a, a little inspiration or motivation or maybe a little bit of direction as as far as where to go and you know how to start to do things they're just going to assume like hey this guy looks good he must know what he's doing so let me follow him um, but unfortunately there's a lot of dumb people out here who just look good and they have access to the internet and they just put up whatever they want and people will follow that um, for the most part and it's unfortunate because they think you know well if this worked for me this is what I do in my workouts it must work for everyone else and unfortunately that's really not the case at all you know a lot of these influencers put out cookie cutter programs um, but the ones who lack education and who really lack the knowledge um, when it comes to biomechanics or you know anatomy or you know past injuries of these people who are following them um, you know these these influencers really have no way of creating proper programs you know like um, some of them really are not familiar uh, how to tailor a program for someone who's six seven versus someone who's five two, or maybe someone who has um, bad shoulders or maybe poor range of motion at the shoulders. Like how do you how do you modify a program to get that person the results that they need to get to? Um, and you know you just can't do that with the routines that a lot of these people are putting out. And that's you know it's no fault against them. Obviously, if you're not paying for a one-on-one program, you're going to get a cookie-cutter program. But at the same time, a lot of these people, uh, these influencers, you know, they don't have the ability to do so even if you ask them. So what do they do instead is they basically just up the intensity. Um, if you ever scroll through Instagram, a lot of these titles for these um, social media posts are about hit and, you know, the intensity of the exercise is just super intense and it's just like, you know, work, 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 work and harder is better. Um, and that's how a lot of these these people kind of make up for the lack of education is they just assume harder is better, but that's not necessarily the case. Actually, for a lot of people nowadays, they probably need to take a less is more approach um, just because as a nation, we are largely sedentary, overweight um, riddled with injury and the, the, you know, harder is better approach is really a good way to get yourself hurt. So that's my two cents as far as looking good and really not knowing what you're doing. Um, the analogy I kind of compare it to is you could be the greatest athlete on the planet, but you might really suck at coaching the sport that you play. Like Wayne Gretzky was the greatest player to ever lace up his skates in the national hockey league. He came back and coached a team and he really wasn't that great at all. So just because you look good and you, you're capable of doing something doesn't mean you're able to get someone else those same results. Um, you know, coaching and working with people are way, way, way different than actually doing it yourself. How do you get other people to get their results? No one gives two shits about what you can do. They care about how can you help them. Um, and I think another thing to realize is that influencers are really after one thing, you know, even though they might say they're, you know, they want to help people and whatnot. But if you're an influencer, you know, you're, you're after likes, you're after comments, you're after shares. 
Um, so your content has to be sexy because you need to create engagement. Like you can't be an influencer if your content is not being consumed by, you know, thousands or millions of people on the internet. Um, like, you know, a lot of these people have company sponsors and it kind of makes you question, like, are these influencers, do they have the right priorities in line? Are they putting out content that's genuinely going to help people or are they putting out content that's going to help them make a dollar? And I, you know, I know I'm in the same line of business. Like, of course I need to make money. I need to feed my family. But at, you know, at what point um, can you differentiate between the content that the influencer is putting out? Are they just trying to make a quick buck or are they genuinely trying to put out information that is going to help you? And it's, you know, I, Honestly, I'm a little biased. Uh, I don't really like influencers just because I think a lot of the content they put out is crap and it genuinely genuinely will not help people. It's just a matter of, hey, look at me. Like, I look good and, you know, you can do too if you buy my program. Um, so I, I tried to take an unbiased, unbiased approach and I actually Googled, you know, top fitness influencers in the industry and you know, what I found was kind of disheartening. Like I was hoping to prove myself wrong. Like, oh, Chris, you're an asshole. And these people are actually, you know, in it for the right reasons. But, you know, I pulled up a list of like the top 20 and the first 10, I think there was like two of them who actually had a background in fitness or bodybuilding or something health related. But a majority of them had backgrounds in modeling, fashion, um, you know, uh, their their bios said fitness was a hobby and now I just love it um, because it's a passion. And the other kind of disheartening thing was a lot of them were like 25 years old or younger, like 22, 21, 20 years old. Um, you know, now I may look at the world a different way, but if I'm going to an expert or an influencer or someone who I perceive as, you know, they know what they're doing, I'm sure as hell not going to a 22-year-old. I'm not going to go to a 22-year-old doctor to perform my surgery unless he's Doogie Howser. But, uh, you know, if you if you claim to be smart and educated and you actually make a difference in this field, you need to put in the time. Like, you need to put in multiple years. And just because you worked out and you're garage for three years and now you have a six-pack to me that doesn't give you the right to you know influence other people um as a matter of fact i i think that puts you in a bad situation because you could be putting a lot of people in harm's way with the stuff that you're talking about because it worked for you um but again that extended into the top 15 top 20 fitness influencers um, and even though there were some legitimate ones who were putting out good content and good quality, there were a lot of them who honestly just won the genetics lottery. They looked good and now they're making a dollar off of it. Um, and they're asking for people to pay them money because, you know, they, they looked good and they claim that they can get you to look good as well. Um, but honestly, one of the most disturbing things I found was that you know, on these people websites and social media profiles, they had no sort of bio. There was no background information on, you know, um, their education history, where they went to school, what they did, uh, like nothing. It was impossible to find out what these people were about and how they got to where they got to. It was more just links to buy programs and make money. And I thought that was really disturbing because, you know, before I 
spend any money on anything, I like to do my research. You know, I'm one of those people, if I go to a restaurant, I like to look at the menu beforehand to make sure I know what I'm going to be spending money on is going to be worth it. Now, you know, obviously not everyone's like me, but at the same time, um, I just thought that was really disturbing that these people with millions of followers, you're trying to find out, is this person credible? And they have no information to prove that they are. But, you know, whatever, that's just me. And, you know, as far as the content they put out, it's, it's sex sells. You know, what's sexy is going to get likes, it's going to get engagement. And honestly, for the average person, a lot of what they need is not sexy. Hip mobility work is not sexy. Rotator cuff work is not sexy. Um, spinal mobility work and foam rolling are not sexy. You know what is sexy? It's burpees into a 60-inch box jump and, you know, sweating and you're wearing a thong when you do it. And when you demonstrate an exercise, make sure that the camera angle um, really highlights genitalia. That's, that's what sells. And um, I guarantee you if you... Google all these fitness influencers, they're all half naked in every single one of their posts um, just because that's what they're after. They're after engagement, not, not necessarily um, good content. And I, I, one of the, the next things that bothers me about these influencers and the content that they're putting out is they, have, they tend to have a bad ratio of um, need and want in their posts. And what I mean by that is in, in any good training program, there's, there's need, there needs to be a good mix of, um, exercises that you need to do to see results and, you know, optimize health. And there's exercises that you want to do because you enjoy doing them. And what I've come across when I was kind of like scrolling through and whatnot, is a lot of the posts from these influencers were a lot of want exercises. It was a lot of booty work for the ladies and a lot of toning abs. And for the guys, it was, you know, uh, bigger biceps and bigger pecs and whatnot. Um, you really didn't see a whole lot of, you know, how to improve movement patterns or, um, you know, how to optimize shoulder health or range of motion or nothing like that. It was, it, it, again, it comes back to the, you know, engagement aspects of things and sex sells and, um, you know, the, the need aspect of most programs is not sexy. So that stuff doesn't sell. So again, it comes back to, um, can these influencers, if you really ask them, put together a solid program, you know, like not just, uh, you know, let me show you what will sell and create engagement, but can you create a program that will actually make a client better? Um, and it's just, it's murky, you know, there's really no way of knowing unless you pay these people money to actually get you to where you want to be to. And unfortunately, if they don't deliver, then you're out whatever, 60 bucks or however much their program costs you. So, um, you know, when it, when it comes to a good program, if you're looking at a social media influencer and you're trying to decipher, are they good? And, you know, is the content they're putting out worth actually applying to your life? Just keep it simple and, you know, see if they're posting stuff about um, program training staples. So, you know, do they include um, hinge work, hinging at the hip? So, you know, information about um, deadlifts and RDLs, um, and all those variations. Are they posting 
uh, information about squat variations, single leg work, um, pushes, pulls for the upper body, loaded carries, and direct work or direct core work, I should say. And in a, in a good training program, you really want to have there be an even amount of exercises between all of those things. That's what goes into a well rounded training program. It's not just about booty work six days a week. It's not just about pec work um, five days a week and then biceps on the two other days. You know, a, a well rounded training program will have you moving well, feeling good. And it's not just about, you know, including exercises um, to work on your mirror muscles, the muscles in the front of your body. So, you know, honestly, what a lot of people need in this day and age, especially for, you know, the nine to fivers who work desk jobs is they need a lot of posterior chain work. So they need a lot of rowing variations. They need a lot of glute work. They need a lot of, um, hamstring work. And they probably need a lot of direct core work too, because those are the muscles that when you sit at a desk all day, they become weak because they're underutilized. So, you know, in this sense, when an influencer or an influencer puts out posts about, you know, direct booty work and these are moves you need to perform in order to have a nice looking booty, those may be applicable, but just remember when you come back to a well-rounded program, you still need to include all of your training staples, your hinge, your squat, your single leg work. So that means your lunging variations, your single leg RDL variations, um, push pull carries, and then loaded core work. It's not all just about um, the muscles that you see in a mirror. There are a lot of things that go into a well rounded training program, uh, mobility work, um, you know, a, a good ratio of working the muscles on the front side of your body to the back side of your body, um, perhaps, you know, altering that ratio depending on who you're working with. But again, that's, that's tough unless people are coming in to see you um, face-to-face or working with you in a more intimate setting and you're not just seeing stuff on social media. Um, but again, the, the, this is all just my two cents on, you know, how to take in the information that these influencers are putting out. And I think if it's really just at the end of the day, just take everything with a grain of salt. So, you know, it's fine to let these guys inspire you and motivate you to get to where you want to be to. But at the same time, if they're asking you for money and you can't figure out, you know, what this person's background is, or if it's, I just look good, so I can probably get you to look good too. That's a red flag. And you just need to stop and kind of reevaluate, um, especially if you're looking to spend money on something. I think if you're looking to spend money on any sort of coach or program um, to help you get to where you want to get to, you should probably speak to that person directly via phone call or via email. Um, just because I've, I have had experience with clients who have bought programs online from these influencers. And I can tell you, a lot of them are awful. A lot of them really suck. So you really just need to be aware. And it's just like, you know, let me throw shit to the wall and see what sticks type of programs. Um, That's not really the best way to go about things. Um, But again, just my two cents on the matter. Um, You know, just take a take this information in with a grain of salt and uh, you should be okay. But um, anyway, appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. 
you guys have any questions or comments or whatnot, you can always reach out to us on our social media um, platforms uh, at Grit at Grit Fitness and Performance, um, also on our website. Um, and I think the thing to do at the end of these podcasts is to ask you guys to like and subscribe. So this is all new to me, but if you guys could do that on iTunes or Spotify, that would just be amazing. So again, thank you guys, and I will catch you on episode three.